Technology is tearing us apart. The more and more we become individually connected around the world thanks to the internet and our devices, the lonelier we get. And that is not good for society. One solution to saving ourselves and our civilization? Throw a party. This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today with more on this is Bloomberg's Ben Steverman. Good to have you back, Ben. Sure. So what's the idea behind this theory to hold a party? So there's a sense that over the last generation or so, we've lost the things that used to connect us to the community. Um, people are not connecting and talking with their neighbors as much as they used to. And there's also the problem of our smartphones and our te technology and that that um, we're just communicating through screens and not we're not communicating face to face. And in the past, there were the things like you wrote about, like the Elks Club, uh, the mall. We would do all these things uh, as a group and now we just hide behind our phones. Right. We're just we're much more disconnected. And the institutions that that you mentioned that used to connect us, you know, that that really there were a lot of these things built community centers and Elks Lodges that were built over the 20th century. And a lot of those institutions is really frayed. For anyone like you and me, though, how dangerous is it to be socially isolated? So academics have studied the health effects of social isolation, and they find that in a lot of ways it's worse than obesity and worse than smoking. Wow. It's, it's worse than actually eating poorly and smoking cigarettes and drinking too much. Right. If you compare the most isolated to the least isolated people, the least isolated people are much more likely to die of all causes. And this is something, you know, this isn't pseudoscience. This is something that countries like the UK are taking very serious. Yeah. So Theresa May, the UK prime minister, last year she appointed a minister for loneliness, um, somebody who could focus on the issue of um, the fact that they think there's nine million people who are lonely in the UK. But it can't just be the fault of the Internet and its devices. It, does the blame lie elsewhere? It's possible that um, the Internet is not to blame. There's lots of other trends you can point to. There's the fact that we're getting married later. Um, we're having kids later. And kids are great for connecting people. And, you know, kids and marriage are also good for forcing you to put down roots. Um, it's a lot of people now are spending their 20s and increasingly their 30s moving from city to city. And that's just really hard to rebuild every time you move for a job. I think that's a common affliction for millennials is that it's just really hard to, to rebuild the community you had, say, in college or in high school. They don't know any different. Right. And and so what do you do? You look at your phone and you connect, you keep in touch with the people from your from back home. And that's really cool that you can still do that. But it might make it may give, be an excuse where you don't go out and really force yourself to make new friends. So if it's technology's fault that we have found ourselves here, what is technology doing to improve on this issue? Well, even Mark Zuckerberg says that he's trying to change Facebook so that it creates more meaningful connections. I don't know if that's going to work because, it, again, that's just through a screen. What other people are doing, so there's an app called Nextdoor, and it's a social network that connects you to your neighbors, and they try to verify addresses so that they make sure that people, and I talked to the CEO, and she, was, she said, the goal of this app is to get people off of their phones and off of their screens, out into the community, connecting, doing events together. Yeah, she talked to one guy who, who had moved to a new neighborhood, didn't know anybody. He just invited everybody over in his next door network to come over for a glass of wine one afternoon. And like they met a bunch of the neighbors. And it's like a little weird, but 
um, you know, I think, you know, he's probably going to have a much uh, happier time in living in that neighborhood because he knows all these new people. What else is going on around us to get us to be outside more and to be more of the community, like when it comes to businesses? Well, I think there's this sense, I think there's this sense that we're not connecting, the sense that we're not connecting. I think that that has really been recognized by a lot of businesses themselves. So on uh, retailers are recognizing it and they're saying, what advantage do we have over the Amazons of the world? One advantage we have is we actually have a physical location and we can encourage people to come here linger, maybe connect. Um, Starbucks has been working on this for a long time. It's trying to be that what sociologists call the third place, which is the place beyond work and home, another spot where you can kind of unwind. Um, But even Apple has gotten into the act. They're they're retailing they're retooling a lot of their stores to be quote unquote town centers where people can hang out, look at the technology. Now, is that actually going to connect anybody? I don't know, but it, it it's certainly a recognition that this is a, a thing that we need and they're getting good responses, I think, or and, else they wouldn't be doing it. And even in the workplace, um, companies are knowing that they've got to follow this trend of, of building a better sense of community. Yeah. So, um, there are a lot of efforts to help people at workplaces get out from behind the screens. You know, you used to hang around the water cooler. Now nobody hangs around the water cooler. They just communicate even over email, even like social stuff. You'll just put it in a Slack channel or something um, rather than like getting up and getting coffee with people. So they're thinking, how do we create spaces where people feel comfortable doing that? And it's a lot of it's about designers really getting into this. They're thinking, how do we tweak a space so that people want to hang out here, so they feel comfortable, so it feels different from the rest of your workplace? So Tishman Spear, the owner of Rockefeller Center, retooled the 33rd floor of a building. And it's for, it's it's just basically a clubhouse. It's almost like a social club with like plush seating, greenery. And it's for the 18,000 people who work at Rockefeller Center. And a lot of those people work in really small companies. Those companies can't offer the nice amenities that like a Google or a Facebook can. But they're saying, Tishman Spear is saying, if we offer this clubhouse, that's an extra amenity for our employees. And it's also for the employees who work at our buildings, but it's also um, a way that they can unwind, do yoga, there's nap rooms, there's foosball, and um, connect with each other. I hate to be the cynic in this, Ben, but there's the app that you mentioned that if we give them our data, they'll tell us where to go. You mentioned Apple or Starbucks who wants us to come into their stores, purchase their products so we can be part of a sense of community. And even at work where they want us to give us a reason to get away from the desk, but they don't want you to really leave the building. So those are all win-wins for all of those uh, ideas because you're still giving the data and the money and you're still working, but they're offering you that sense of community. Yeah, I, I think I sometimes share your cynicism. I think it, what these companies are doing is interesting because I think it's rec- recognizing that there is this human need we have and that this is a movement, maybe a counter movement in our culture that really people are recognizing that we need to get it out from behind our screens. But ultimately, I think it's on us. Yeah. It's on us to uh, build community, our own community, in the configuration we want. And honestly, it doesn't take that much. It takes us maybe introducing ourselves to the neighbor or having a gathering in our backyard or whatever the case may be, whatever we want to do. Those are the steps we need to take. And are we seeing that in apartment buildings and in communities, people taking those steps? 
Um, I think, unfortunately, we're probably not. Not yet. Okay. Um, but there's some good advice out there. That I just I read a great book called The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker, and she has some great advice for how how to make gatherings less lame. She even focuses on like business conferences and just criticizes how like lame panel discussions are and how they're always on boring topics and there's no controversy. And she has these tips for how do you create a gathering, a party, whatever, that might connect people. Uh, and it, a lot of it's just simple stuff. It's not rocket science. It's like have everybody introduce each other to, be, to each other. And like that can feel really cheesy in the moment, but it's it's really kind of awkward when you walk into a party and like nobody talks to you or you talk to one person and then everyone else everyone else just talks to their longtime friends. You really kind of got to mix it up. You have to get people off autopilot. And that's the role of a host. A host is supposed to be assertive and really needs to step up and say, um, we're going to intentionally build a particular kind of community. We're going to fuse these people into a tribe. Now, is there anything you found in the research and, and your reporting of kind of like a point of no return, um, where if we get to this point, we are going to be living in a future where we're all wearing our VR goggles and we're not talking to each other and we're doing everything online. Well, I don't want to live in that world. And I think that the, the, the great thing is that the solution to this is relatively simple. Um, the problem is that we're building these devices um, that are addictive. And somehow we have to break our smartphone addiction. And I think sometimes that's just as simple as saying, okay, everybody come over for a barbecue, but uh, we're going we're having a no phone rule. Or you have something even funner, like the first person who pulls out their phone, uh, they have to sing a karaoke song or something like that. You know, tr make it fun, but really uh, push people to, to get together. And, and I think if you have parties like that, um, people are going to be more likely to go to them because they're no, they know that they're not going to be lame. They're not going to be the, the sort of the, the, the typical thing where you go to a party and just talk to your old friends and don't meet anybody new. So the moral of the story is to save civilization, throw a party. Exactly. Ben, thanks for being here. Thank you. Make sure to follow Ben on Twitter. You can find him at BSteverman. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.